Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, you'll thrill to the dulcet tones of Madame Pimita on Magic and the Law of Attraction, episode 22. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madame Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Well, this is the extra spooky wooky version of uh, Magic and the Law of Attraction because I, while I'm recording this, there's a thunderstorm going on in the background. So if you hear some crazy thunder noises, it's not a sound effect. It's real rain and the real thunder that's going on there. Something very unusual for Southern California. We have maybe one thunderstorm a year. And it just so happens to be on the day that I'm recording a podcast. So you get to enjoy all that great magical thunder going on. I am so happy to be here with you. And I've got a couple of things coming up where I might actually be with you in your town. First of all, if you are in New Orleans, I'm going to be there August 10th through 12th for HexFest. HexFest takes place at the Bourbon Orleans Hotel. And you can find more about it if you go over to hexfest.com. I'd love to see you there. Hope to see you August 10th through 12th. I'll be there. I'm also going to be in Denver November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. I'm going to be teaching a class at Ritual Craft. And Ritual Craft is spelled R-I-T-U-A-L-C-R-A-V-T. So there's a V instead of an F, Ritual Craft. And Ritual Craft in Denver, I'm going to be teaching a class on using the tarot magically. And I'm also going to be part of their Reader's Fair on Saturday the 3rd, and I'll be doing um, readings as the guest reader on the 4th, and you can book a private session with me for the 4th. So there'll be more about that coming up. If you take a look on the page author on my website, I usually have my appointments and things that I'm doing at the very bottom of that page. So go to parlorofwonders.com, go to author, and you'll see if I'm going to be in your town. So if you have questions about magic and the law of attraction and all kinds of good things like that, you of course can ask them here, but I also have a special Q&A hour every Sunday that's live and it takes place on Instagram and YouTube. So if you want to be part of my magic tea party, the live Q&A session that I hold on Instagram and YouTube, you'll want to subscribe to me on Instagram, just Madam Pamita, or subscribe to me on YouTube, also Madam Pamita. So youtube.com slash Madam Pamita, or just go to Instagram and type in Madam Pamita, all one word, and you'll find me. And then you can be a part of this thing. It takes place every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific time to 6 p.m. Pacific time. I answer your questions about everything. It's all free. It's all fun. It's a great get together. So be a part of that. So this week's question, let's just jump right into it. This one was sent to us by Jen from Bradford. And Jen asks... Let's see. uh, Jen asks... (laughs) Can you give me your thoughts on the four directions? What do I need to know about them? Are they important? And how can they affect my spell work? Well, that's a great series of questions because the four directions keeps coming up in our Sunday Q&As and I keep answering questions about it, but here we can have a whole podcast devoted 
just specifically to that. So in this episode, I'll be telling you what the four directions are, how you can cast a circle, and how the four elements and the suits of the tarot deck relate to the four directions, and whether or not you should be using the four directions in your magical work. It's definitely an option for you, and you'll see if it works for you. So let's look at that. What are the four directions? Well, the four directions are just what they sound like. They are east, south, west, and north. Sometimes there's a fifth direction, so we can say the five directions, and that fifth direction is the direction of center or above and below. Now, those directions are used in ceremonial magic, they're used in the neo-pagan tradition, and they're used in the Wiccan traditions for casting a circle. What is casting a circle? Well, casting a circle is a ritual for creating a set-aside sacred space for doing magical work or doing ritual. So a magic circle is used to contain energy and form that sacred space, or it can be used to provide a form of magical protection or both. Now, this idea of the magic circle originates far, far back in history. We don't really know exactly where it totally originated, but we do have some documentation that shows that constructing a barrier in preparation for religious or magical work or ritual originated at the very least with medieval Jewish, Christian, and Muslim sorcerers who were doing work to call in demons or jinn and wanted to protect themselves from these wild forces. So jinn, demons, and so forth are wild forces that they were trying to control. So just like a wild animal, you'd want to put a cage or some kind of barrier around a wild animal or around you so that you were protected from the wild animal, you would put this magic circle around to protect you or contain the demon. So there are some evidence that ancient Greeks also had the concept of drawing a circle around their workspace as part of ceremonies of sacrifice, but these aren't so directed toward magical work as we know it today. So we think because we see this idea of casting the circle and using the directions in modern paganism, modern Wicca, we probably got those ideas from the medieval sorcerers and those old documents from medieval times, alchemist documents, and so on. We also see variations of circles used in magic and circle spaces used in magic in Obeya practices and Australian Aboriginal magical practices and other folk magic practices as well. But if we're talking about specifically the four directions, that most directly comes from that Jewish, Christian, and Muslim sorcerer work that we see working with demons and jinn. By the way, when I say jinn, I don't mean jinn like the drink. I mean jinn like genies, D-J-I-N-N. And those are um, spirits kind of like genies, but not nice like the genie in Aladdin, okay? <laughs> These are genies that are powerful demons, powerful spiritual entities, and they're not to be messed with without some kind of protection. So another way for casting that circle that we, um, another way of saying casting a circle is called calling in the quarters. And I'm going to tell you about that ritual and what that means. And this is talking about the four directions. You're calling in those quarters, you're calling in the directions. So when you're doing a ritual in a Wiccan practice or in a pagan practice, you want to set aside that ritual space by creating an energetic circle. 
So what happens is that someone starts by walking around the space, starting in the east and going clockwise. So they go from east to south to west to north and then back to east again to complete that circle. That sets aside a sacred space for that work to be done. And then once that circle is cast, you do your spell work, you do your magical work, you do your ritual, you then release the circle. You start from the east, you go to the walk to the north, and you start in the north and go counterclockwise, north, west, south, and east, and then release that circle. You cast the circle, you uncast the circle, you call in the quarters, you release the quarters. Now, those directions have correspondences. So you would use those correspondences in your ritual casting. So it's not just east a direction. East represents the element of air. It also represents spring or the beginning of what we would think of as the new year traditionally going back further than our January 1st new year. South represents the element of fire and represents summer. West represents the element of water and represents the season of fall. And North represents the element of earth and the season of winter. Now, when someone calls in the quarters, sometimes that involves calling in each of those elements, animal spirits associated with those elements, gods or goddesses associated with those elements, and so on. So, for example, the high priest or high priestess who would be casting that circle would stand on the edge of the circle, face the east, and say something like, elements of air. There, they're calling in the element of air. Spirits of the air, they could directly name spirits of spring. For example, uh, Persephone or um, uh, an element, air elementals, winged creatures that fly through the air, the eagle spirits, and so on. They could do whatever their tradition is, use those gods and goddesses, use those traditions, use those animals, and so on. They would do that. They would call them forth to assist with the magical working. Then go around to the south, ask those spirits, those elementals to assist with the magical working, and so on around the circle. Working with the elements in those directions gives a nice paradigm for classification and understanding what um it's a way to kind of divide up things and give a little bit of shorthand and put them into groups. So you would think about elements of air as being things like um, spirit energy, incense goes with air, um, winged animals go with air, things that fly in the air, wind, the element of of air moving with wind and so on. So those all kind of go together. Um, there's also astrological things that go along with those elements. So if you know a little bit about astrology, you know that the 12 signs of the zodiac are divided up into four categories. And those categories are the four, ele- the four elements uh, of air, fire, water, and earth. So the air signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. Your fire signs are Leo, Sagittarius, and Aries, and so on. So if you understand the qualities of those signs, if you know about astrology, you can understand the quality of those directions, right? East being the element of air, east being that direction. 
this way of sort of classifying something and putting it into four elements is a sort of shorthand for understanding how those things connect. It's kind of similar to a system used in Chinese medicine and Chinese astrology where they have a system with five elements. So their elements in Chinese astrology are wood, wire, wire? No, wood, water, fire, earth, and metal. So those are the um, elements in Chinese astrology and Chinese medicine that you would look at in another way of classifying things, another way of classification or putting things together. You'll start seeing these correspondences everywhere. So once you start thinking about things in elemental terms, you'll start seeing examples of those if you start to delve into that or those energies. So for example, there's a correspondence in the tarot deck that is goes along with those things. So we have those four suits in the tarot deck that are swords, wands, cups, and pentacles. And they correspond to air, swords, fire, wands, water, cups, and earth pentacles. But those also represent the idea of law of attraction and manifestation. So swords, if you know a little bit about the energy of the element of air and swords, they represent the idea of something, the beginning thought about something. And just like when you're manifesting something, it begins with the thought. If we move around that wheel, we then go to fire, which is represented by wands and represents action. Move another step around the wheel, we get to water, cups in the tarot deck. And those represent the co-creation process with spirit, bringing spirit in, co-creating with spirit. And then finally, the pentacles represent the element of earth, and those are the final product, the final material product, the manifestation of what you want. So is it necessary to call in the four directions to do the magic? Well, it's not really necessary, and I'm going to tell you why. It isn't something that all magical practices have, and there's plenty of magical practices that don't call in the four directions. But if your spiritual tradition calls for it, then by all means do it. It connects you to your tradition. It connects you to other people around the world who are doing this kind of work. And so doing that practice of calling in the four directions connects you to all the other pagans, all the other Wiccans, all the other ceremonial magicians who are doing that work. And so if you like that tradition and it feels good to you, it's good to do those traditional sort of ritual acts that connect you to your tradition. Is it a helpful tool? Well, yes, no matter what, it is a helpful tool to understand because it is a concept in those four directions. We have the concept of those four elements and those four elements are great for classifying things using a kind of shorthand and bringing sort of different energies together on, under a certain banner. It also can be helpful for helping you to create a space for doing magic. And if you have a problem centering or you have a problem separating from your regular life when you're doing magic, this act of doing this ritual before you do magic can help to center you and help set the tone that you're doing magical work. It takes you out of your space of your normal life and into the space of doing magical work. It can help you to dis, you know, dis distinguish between those two worlds so that you're focused and that you're grounded and that you're centered and that your energies are all moving toward that outcome of the magical work or the ritual. 
If you are someone who works with wild spirits of some kind, like demons, like jinn, then casting a circle is almost a, a necessity. You can do other things to protect yourself, but casting a circle is definitely traditional and it can help to protect you if you're working with spirits that are unpredictable, tricks, trickster spirits, or spirits that have a lot of power and not um, necessarily in orderly fashion or positive direction. If you're working with those kinds of things, then you want to create some kind of protection and that can really, really help. It can also help you if you are working with a group of others to focus your intention and power and channel it together. So if you're working by yourself, you can absolutely cast a circle and release a circle before and after your work. But if you're working with others, and you want to focus your intention on some specific outcome, doing this ritual where you're then separating the regular day-to-day life from your ritual space and doing this prelude every time can help everybody get into the mood of what they're doing and get focused on the magic that you're doing or the ritual that you're doing. It can also help on an energetic level to focus that energy. Often we think of the casting of the circle as creating this cone of energy where you put it toward a certain outcome and you're raising that energy and then releasing that energy. So creating that circle creates that cone. It creates that energetic cone and you it brings everybody together on all focused on the same thing, all focused on the same outcome. So my recommendation to you is if you're curious about the four directions to start to learn about it, learn a little bit more about it. You can, I'm sure, find many resources online or you might have friends that are magical workers and you can see what they're doing. But Try to see what they're doing, learn from what you see online, and start working with the four directions. And if that's your tradition, you'll definitely want to do that. But even if it isn't your tradition, try it out and see if it opens up new things for you. It might help you to focus. It might help you to see the world in a different way. It might help you to separate from your regular life into your magical making life. So try that out, see how it works, and see if you like it. And if it works for you, keep it. If it doesn't work for you, You don't need to bring it into your practice. So there you go. Everything you wanted to know, hopefully, about the four directions and casting the circle. And that does it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. If you would like to get even more info about this topic, then check out my site, Magic and the Law of Attraction, and I'll have a link to a handy guide to all the correspondences of the directions. So the things that I was talking about before with the East and that being associated with air and tarot card suit of swords and so on. I'll have that in that guide. So you want to check that out, go to my site, magicandthelawofattraction.com or go to parlorofwonders.com, look under instruction, look under magic podcast. You'll see this episode and you'll see the link to the handy guide with all the correspondences. Be sure to subscribe to my Spell a Week newsletter and get a free copy of my illustrated ebook, Seven Secrets to Supercharge Your Spell Work. Just go to sevensecretsebook.com and you can get your free copy. And I want to say a huge thank you to Jen for her super inspiring question about the four directions. If you have a question about spells, hoodoo, law of attraction, divination, or any other magical or spiritual topic, you can go to magicandthelawofattraction.com and submit your questions there. Your questions are amazing. I love them. I love what you sent to me. They're always so great and they're so inspiring to me and I love reading through them. So if your question gets chosen for a future episode, you, like Jen, will get a $50 gift certificate to my online store, Madame Pamita's Parlor of Wonders. 
an esoteric emporium, a spiritual apothecary, and a repository of arcane wisdom. Basically, the Pearl of Wonders is your one-stop online shop for magical supplies, tarot readings, spells, classes, and a ton of free magical instruction, including this podcast. The ingredients for every spell that we talk about on magic and the law of attraction are available at parlorofwonders.com. So head over there and check it out. A huge thank you to all of you law of attractioners out there who have subscribed and shared this podcast with your friends. And if you've left a review on iTunes, extra kudos for you. I am so thankful for your reviews because the reviews help people find this podcast. The more reviews we have, the more people can find out about this podcast. And I'm super thankful for you. Every week we run a contest to pick the favorite written review from that week and give that person a free 30-minute tarot reading with me. And our pick of this week is Phoebe Beaver. Phoebe Beaver says, I am so, so happy that Madame Pamita has resumed her super fun, packed with spiritual informational goodness and wildly entertaining podcasts. This is a highly produced podcast that sounds great. Yeah, love the ukulele in the beginning. Thank you so much. That's me playing it. Um, And it's spoken by Madame Pamita's soothing, melodic voice. She comes into each podcast with an incredible amount of knowledge and insight and communicates so everyone of every ability can understand her topics. She gives us the tools we need to go forward with our journeys, showing us ways to do things and also giving us other resources to seek out for ourselves. It's very fitting that her Law of Attraction podcast has attracted so many fans, and I am one of them. Keep them coming. Well, I am keeping them coming, girl. So Phoebe Beaver, if you are listening, send a message to info at parlorofwonders.com, and we will send you your free 30-minute reading. And if you haven't yet put up a review on iTunes, please do. You could get a free 30-minute reading just like Phoebe Beaver. That's hard to say. Um, Go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, and post a written review. Let me know what you like and what you want more of, and we'll do it all again next week and give away another prize because I love giving away prizes. I want to say thank you to Gilles Navarre, who does the production and engineering on this show. Another thank you to Manfred Hofer, my announcer and fabulous boyfriend. And thank you so much to you. For joining me, you fabulous Law of Attractioner. I'm looking forward to next week when we will be answering the question, why do spells? Why do spells? Well, until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. <laughs> <laughs>